Coming up next, Book and It Reads, The Nightingale and the Rose. Everybody and welcome back to Booking It Summer Short Story Edition Four. Four is four, and here I am, your humble and eloquent host, Cooper Cobbs. Today I'm joined by none other than myself, me and I. So today, it's another Cooper solo episode. But I think I think people like my solo episodes. I think they do. So if you like my solo episodes, you know, do whatever, like it, say so, you know, give us a five star review, all that good stuff. Anyway. Today, talking about short story The Nightingale and the Rose by one Mr. Oscar Wilde. And just a little bit about Oscar Wilde. He was born in uh, 1854, died in 1900, living in grand total of 46 years. So many of these author people back in the day like didn't live very long. Like I have an entire short story book from last year. And the person who lived the longest was literally like 70 years. And that was the longest by a long shot. I mean... Like, everybody else was, like, 40 or 50 and when they died. And I'm like, come on, really? Anyway, so Oscar Wilde, he was actually born in Dublin, but he's an English writer. And basically, his short stories and became really, really famous, and everybody loved them. And they are eventually called masterpieces. So we'll, we shall see. We shall dub it masterpiece or not. Guilty or not guilty of being a masterpiece at the end of the episode. But anyway, famous writer. Um, you might have read another short story by him, a more famous one called The Selfish Giant about the giant who wouldn't let any kids into his garden. In the end, he let the kids into this garden. And it's a really good story. Really good story. Apparently, it's a, um allegory for uh, redemption in Christianity, which is awesome. Um, anyway, I guess I'll give, give the uh, premise of The Nightingale and the Rose. So basically, the premise is the nightingale is singing in her garden. Okay, And, outs- and uh, the garden is basically at a school. And then there's a boy in his dorm room in the school who's saying, Oh... Oh, this little lady, she will fall in love with me if I give her but one rose. And the nightingale's like, oh my, I must give this little poor little man a rose. And so she flies around a little rose bushes in the garden. And two of them say, I'm yellow, I'm white, I need a red rose. And the nightingale says. And so she flies the red rose bush tree thing. And he says basically that he won't produce any roses this year because the frost has nipped his buds and has come into his veins. And so he, the nightingale's like, but is there any other way? And so basically the nightingale has to sing all night with the thorn, like, piercing her heart. And then the rose will grow, which is a pretty, pretty fun conceit. I do say so myself. Anyway, so the rose sings all night, and she dies. And the rose is there for the, in the morning. The uh, the student picks it up, takes it over to the, the girl he wants to ask out. And the girl basically, like, slaps him in the face. And doesn't do that, but... Says, oh, this guy gave me jewels. Oh, this guy's already said something to me. And so he ends up not having to... He ends up, like, throwing the rose out the window and get runs over. And then he's reading a philo- philo- <laughs> philosophy book after that. So, basically, Nightingale's sacrifice was worthless. And so kind of the point of the story is, was the sacrifice worth it? Was it not? Who's in the right here, the student or the Nightingale? Because the Nightingale said things like, literally... Love is better than life. And then the student was all about practicality, like mathematics and philosophy. And even that's not really practical. But anyway, he was all about 
the, the that kind of stuff and not really about the love, even though he got into, you know, this one girl for some reason. Anyway, so my bag to his story, like I said, we read it. We read a bunch of these stories last year for school, and basically it was a universally hated short story in class, and we all hated the ending. We were like, why the heck did this guy make the Nightingale die on the end? Like, that's so stupid, right? Because everybody wants an author to fit in certain tropes. Like, if it's fantasy, they want the good guys to win in epic fashion at the end, even though it seems like the darkness is, comes crushing in about to beat them. Anyway, everybody loves that stuff. But Oscar Wilde here... He says, I'm actually going to subvert that. I'm not going to give you that, which now is like really interesting. And now I can appreciate, I think, the point of the story more, the point that's being posed, the whole issue. Um, I don't think I could quite do that last time I read it, but I think it's actually really fun now. I think it's a really fun story. It's really well written. Um, here, let me read you. Actually, that later. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the kind of main question posed in this story so it's like love versus the sciences or practicality uh so like i said earlier the nightingale literally said love is better than life and so the whole question posed is does the nightingale make the right decision in sacrificing herself and i think i mean it's a tough question i wish the guys here were here to discuss because it'd be really fun to discuss but basically I don't think it was quite worth it for the Nightingale to sacrifice herself like that. For one, it was, I mean, as a student, so it's probably, you know, young love. I mean, the way the characters are described are almost childish in, in this short story. So basically, it's like this love, it, even if they went to the ball, which the Rose was supposed to help him do, it probably wouldn't last. So, and then the Nightingale just hears this conversation and just thinks she knows what this boy is all about, and then it ends up dying just to give this selfish boy worthless rose that he's going to throw out the window in five seconds. Also, love isn't, I mean, love is not the best thing in life. And I don't know if Oscar Wilde I mean, was a Christian or not, but love is not the, I mean, so many stories are like, oh, love is the greatest thing, and sure, love's great, whatever. I love love. But, <laughs> you know, basically, there are, like, sometimes... You don't need to foolishly sacrifice yourself for young love, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, like, there are times to sacrifice yourself for love. Like, the Bible literally says in John 15, 13, Greater love is no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friend. I think that's awesome. But this is a, in this case, it's a stupid sacrifice. There. That's my thought. So, does the story, basically, it kind of poses this question. It's like, I'm saying that a lot, but the story poses... Is the student in the right, or is the nightingale in the right? And because at the very end, this is the very end of the story. Um, quote: "What a silly thing love is," said the student as he walked away. "It is not half as useful as logic, for it does not prove anything, and it is always telling one of the one of the things that are not going to happen and making one believe things that are not true. In fact, it is quite unpractical. And as in, this is the age to be practical is everything. I shall go back to philosophy." and study metaphysics. So he returned to his room and pulled out a great dusty book and began to read, end quote. So that's how the story ends. So it kind of seems like the author is saying, yeah, the student's in there right here. I mean, it's not practical. Love is stupid, but I think that's a, I think it's a red herring there. I think that Mr. Oscar Wilde does not believe the student, even though the story says that he does, which is real interesting. So basically, 
do I believe the student was right or do I believe the nightingale was right? I think they're both foolishly wrong. I mean, bruh. I mean, I think I'm going to put more of the blame on the nightingale, though. Because this dude, I mean, wasn't going to, I don't know. The nightingale heard a conversation snippet of a, like a ranting, basically, and decided to kill herself for it. Um, but this guy is stupid, too. Like, look, I think love is more valuable than these metaphysics books and all that kind of crap. So, this is a weird episode, guys. This is a really weird episode. So it says, like, basically, love is false sometimes. And basically, that's like the... That's... Well, I don't think that's love. I think this guy got caught up in the heat of the moment and didn't have any love for it. So, anyway. Uh, by the way, I was talking about... It was beautifully written. I want to read this one line to you. This is when the nightingale is singing all night, all right? Uh, quote, then she gave one last burst of music. The white moon heard it, and she forgot the dawn and lingered on in the sky. The red rose heard it and trembled all over with ecstasy and opened its petals to the cold morning air. Echo bore it, Echo bore it to her purple cavern in the hills and woke the sleeping shepherds from their dreams. It floated through the reeds of the river, and they carried its message to the sea. That is a beautifully written paragraph. I don't care what you say. That's awesome writing. That's awesome writing. I could only hope to write something like that. That's awesome. Anyway, summary. Nightingale, completely stupid. The student, completely stupid. This story, not completely stupid. Is it a masterpiece? I'm going to give it the masterpiece. All right. Anyway, sorry, that was kind of a weird episode. <laughs> Cooper ranting. But next week, we'll be back. Another edition of Summer Short Stories. we got two more. This one is going to be The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Written by none other than one Mr. F. Scott Fitzgerald, author of The Great Gatsby. So anyway, we'll be back with that. Um, and then also, got to do some donor shout-outs. So today, I'm just going to shout them out straight. Um, you know, I I lost all my creativity when Isaiah's not here to help me. Like, Isaiah literally cut out five minutes of what you heard last week from donor shout-outs. It was insane. But I'm not feeling it today. I'm just going to shout them out. So we have Nana, Vimpavianwela. Mike and Sylvia, Miss, Mr. Mike and Miss Laura, Uncle Sebby, Aunt Jenny and Uncle Sam, Moses, Zara, Chris, Anna, Emily. Well, if you want to go support us and be part of normally great donor shoutouts, go to patreon.com forward slash book and link in the description below. Also, we are having a half centennial celebration on our 50th episode. If you want to submit a question for that, either comment on a YouTube video or I'm going to post our email down below. So send us an email. Let us know if you're a patron. Just send us a message through Patreon. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions. It's going to be really, really awesome. Anyway, um, until – oh, I have to do it myself. I hate doing this. Until next time, keep on booking it.